Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and welcome to the Carrie Faith on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Faith. As an energy healer, psychology, and human behavior specialist, trainer, mentor, writer, speaker, and lifelong student of self-development myself, I am here to support you to manifest your wildest dreams. We make it fun, easy, and predictable on the show with inspiration, motivation, and transformational principles for lifelong change. You can consider me your spiritual guide in your pocket, leading you towards your highest purpose and trusting yourself you are on the right path. I share real conversations with visionary women who are top leaders in their fields after they themselves pivoted and stepped into their higher purpose in life. This show is for the woman who wants it all and more and is ready to step into her infinite power and potential from within. Are you ready? Let's begin. Illumination. Hello there, it's Carrie Faith. This week, I am here to tell you that you must take your soul and illuminate it into the world. And to help you do this, I've created this 3i method, which is really to take what you love doing the most, what is innate, what is easy and fun and flowing to you, and turn it into your soul aligned business so you can have more peace presence, and create massive prosperity doing what you love. I mean, isn't this what you've always wished for? This week, I have an amazing guest to help you do just that. Her name is Christy H. Sullivan. She is a human design and self-care expert, author, and speaker on a mission to help busy women stop overworking and start overflowing. She hosts a virtual community for female personal development junkies like herself and me to create better wellness, improve relationships, shift mindsets, and manifest more success, wealth, and freedom to live their best life by design. Christy is an international speaker, a workshop teacher and facilitator, and lead author of a new best-selling Amazon book called Stop Overworking and Start Overflowing. 25 Ways to Transform Your Life Using Human Design, which launched in October of 2021 with 25 other human design practitioners. So this week, I'm excited to introduce to you this concept of human design and how it can help you illuminate your soul business into the world. And if you need any help in guidance and taking what you love doing the most, magnetizing it into the world, identifying it, gaining clarity, and having support in this new world that we live in, your voice matters. I would love to connect with you. Click the link in my show notes to book a free discovery and exploration call. And I promise I will leave you in that call feeling more peaceful, more grounded, more present, and have a path to creating massive prosperity in your life and the world. I only have a few spots left in my one-to-one mentorship programs. So grab a call with me today to see if it's the right fit for you for this year 
and all the years ahead because it is my vision to amplify your voice for you to identify, integrate, and illuminate your soul into your life and business so that you can be the change that you wish to see in the world. And let's manifest your magic together. Thank you so much, Christy Sullivan, for joining us today on the podcast. Where are you joining us from? I live in the Northeast, nice New England um, in Connecticut, a small state. Beautiful. It's a beautiful this time of year. I know and all, all seasons are have expression and lessons to teach us. And I love that we connected because you teach about human design, or this is one of your passions. And how did you find human design? Exactly? It wasn't around like 10, 20, 30 years ago, right? When we had career choices. Yeah, definitely. It was not something that got on my radar until about maybe six or seven years ago. But the system came out actually in the 80s. But again, I think it's still new in a sense. Um, I discovered it because I had started a coaching program with a friend and a mentor who used human design as the basis. So um, the group I was in learned what human design is. We went through um, maybe a year long program and um, got to understand what this tool is. And um, it's based on your birth date. So um, each of us in the group was was different uh, and got to understand ourselves in a deeper way. So what did you do before you started coaching? Just curious. I like to know about people's younger version of themselves. Yeah. Um, I have had a long time career in marketing and communications. I've worked for nonprofits. And um, at the same time, I started a job the year that I got married. I also started doing yoga and teaching fitness classes and eventually teaching yoga. And so alongside of this nonprofit corporate career, I ended up also having um, this wellness, wellness holistic path that started with yoga. And eventually um, I started to love looking into other holistic modalities like Reiki and essential oils and just personal development and what I call, you know, spiritual development. And so I kind of had both of those careers kind of happening. Um, one, one more of like a hobby side business um, and the other, my full-time career. And then it was about a year ago that I fully transitioned into the personal development side and uh, retired, I say, from my marketing side. Fascinating. Now, I know that my audience is really warmed up to spiritual growth and self-development because I'm obsessed with it and found my purpose and my passions through that. But how important do you feel like the spiritual growth is in our day-to-day life? Very. (laughs) And it's probably the most important, in my opinion, at least where I am now. And I call myself a spiritual development junkie, um, Mm -hmm. like I think you are. Me too. And um, it's just become part of our, I think, daily day-to-day life. Um, mm-hmm. Even when I've been, was working um, in business at a job for somebody else, um, I was always just drawn to the idea that we're here for a bigger reason. We all have our soul journey. 
um, finding out more about myself, learning about others and how that could help me in my life. And, and things always happen to us along the way, as, as I'm sure it has for you, challenges and, and traumas where those became lessons and, and really valuable opportunities to get to know myself deeper. So when I think of the spiritual journey, I think of it as that awareness that we're more than just uh, this human being and that uh, we're just here to explore that. So I see that as happening every day in my life. Absolutely. Such a great explanation of that. So the way you found human design, what are some of the benefits of human design and how important is this in maybe your own coaching experience? So I found human design to be a great tool and, and I've done things like DISC and the Enneagram and and we've heard of other personality tests like Myers-Briggs and those I think are really helpful tools to help you improve aspects of your life, whether it's communication or relationships or your mindset or business. And I see human design as another added tool to that, but in a very um, much more deeper way um, to add on to those other tools. Human design is really your energetic blueprint based on your birth date. So it's how you came into this life um, in an energetic way, your encoding or operating system, I call it. And obviously when we do things like personality assessments, then we um, are also taking into effect our environments and how we were brought up and things we were taught. And some of it is conditioning Mm. and programming So human design helps you understand your natural way and your very primary first way, and then other ways that have affect um, who you are. And I just see that, see this as a tool for, again, improving things like mindset, how we make choices, how we understand our intuitive decision-making ability, because it's different for, for everyone and according to the design. And so those things that you learn in the human design system, understanding your design and your energy, then help to inform you um, the ways that you're making decisions Mm -hmm. or what your life path or purpose is. It's not predictive because we always have free will, um, but it does help in molding, I think, um, a way of flowing in life versus struggle and feeling overwhelmed or um, overworking was what I call it. I feel like even my short exploration of human design, it's made me empowered in my choices. And it's a lot about deconditioning how I thought what success was or what I thought working hard meant and really embrace my true nature. So a little bit about how does this time and space have effect on our blueprint. This is fascinating to me. Yeah. It's a great point you just made about deconditioning. Uh, Mm -hmm. If we are born with this blueprint, so to speak, sort Mm -hmm. of this natural way of operating, um, I can, I, I give this great analogy about the car model that we're driving. So we're familiar usually with our astronaut astrological sign. Mm -hmm. I'm a Libra and that's sort of the car model that I drive. But when you look inside the car or under the hood, not all the cars look the same. Some of them have different interiors. Some have different, um, circuitry, 
um, V6 versus a V4. Um, and, and so it starts to help you understand the way that you're, um, you're programmed and also um, just that operating system again, underneath the hood of the car. Um, and when you realize that we go through life with a lot of conditioning and programming, it's what's been passed down through our family traditions, through ancestors, through marketing messages, through education, through systems. And people are passing down things that they know and believe and ways of being, but it's from their point of view. And maybe there's ways that actually work better for us in other ways. Um, the example I give is that I was raised um, first generation Eastern European. Mm-hmm. Um, I had family who were taught to work hard and were very um, successful, but worked hard. I mean, mm-hmm. we studied hard and went to school, then we worked hard until we retired. And when I discovered human design and this idea that not everyone has to be built to do that, and certain types of designs like me as the generator are really here to respond to opportunities. I started to shift how I worked mm-hmm. and the programming that I received. I started to really decondition myself and say, what works for me um, and how can I operate differently? And that, um, like you just mentioned, just really um, opened up different ways of thinking and of, of uh, operating. So true. I mean, we're in this time and space where whatever we learn, the beliefs that we learn, the the values that we carry, those are important, but we're living in such a new world that those old beliefs and even maybe those old values don't align with opportunities, with the way business runs today. I mean, it's, and it's about like, if you make your life's mission to be deconditioned, I believe you'll be connected to your higher self. Does that Mm. make, does that make sense? And then tools like human design is one of them. And so about the time and space and how that has an influence on our energetic being, how does that play a part of it? Like I was born in San Diego, California. What's different than being born in Connecticut? That's a good, that's a good question. Um, the roots of human design are based on several ancient systems. One of them being astrology. And, mm-hmm. um, as we know, I, mean, I think thousands of years ago, that, that was very important, um, to, mm-hmm. uh, more primitive generations, but the astrology is very much a component because your design is based not only on your birth date, but three months prior. And mm-hmm. both of those dates, um, on those dates, depending on your location as well, there were, um, the planets were aligned a certain way and, and there's some numbers associated with that. So there's a little bit of numerology as well. But, um, when you look at your chart, which is something you can find online, um, uh, for free, it looks complex, kind of like an astrology mm-hmm. chart. If you don't know how to read it, it looks a little confusing. Um, but again, that chart is based on those two dates. And so your birth date, as well as the time is important for determining that chart and your blueprint and um, the location as well. So when you get that chart, you then can look at um, 
some of the basic things I like to teach people sort of the top level of like, what are some basic things from the chart that can be helpful to you? And to be honest, it's probably even a lifelong study (laughs) to really get into your design and understand all the components. Um, Some people really dive down the rabbit hole and some people just by learning a few of the basic things can really understand and get um, validated of who they truly are. Interesting. So three months before my birthday would be Christmas, I think day, because I was born on March 25th. So is there anything that has to do with the soul and the soul connecting with a body here? I know that I've heard some different theories about that. Mm. Well, the three months prior is when your soul technically entered the body um, in the human design system and when your soul was encoded. And um, we're going a little bit down the rabbit hole, but when you have, when you look at that three months prior and your soul um, uh, properties, we'll call it, um, that's what's called the unconscious. Mm. And then on your birthday are what's called the conscious aspects. Mm. And when we are born, the conscious are like what people notice about us and kind of what's really self-evident. The unconscious, more of the soul journey is what we're here to discover. So it's sort of like this beautiful um, cross point between the body and the soul. I think that you're talking about, at least that's how I, I describe it. Fascinating. So could you dive a little bit into the different types maybe of human design? Yeah, it's a good starting point. That's usually where I start when I help people understand their chart through a reading. Um, but the types, there are five of them, which are like five categories or those five different car models. Um, and again, each, um, within those categories can be very different each person, but the types are, um, majority are generating generators or manifesting generators. So Mm -hmm. that's about 70% of the population, those two categories. Wow. Um, I'm just going to say generally, those are the type of people who have this consistent workforce, life force energy. They're here to, if we think of an ecosystem, they're here to do the work. They are usually pretty productive. They um, have sustainable energy. They like to work maybe nine to five or just, um, you know, have, have, if they're in alignment, have really good energy to get work done. And they're good at following through getting those tasks done. There is a, another um, type called the manifester. This is, I call with it capital M. And that's only 9% of the population. And those are the, Um, folks who are here to initiate and create. And we're all taught to be manifestors, but in reality, that energy is only, um, blueprint is 9%. They're here to initiate while that generator is here to follow through. And then you have the projectors, which are the 20% um, in between, and they are here to help guide and provide wisdom and insight. So again, like in the ecosystem, they're here to kind of help recalibrate and guide those manifestors and generators. And there's one last category called the reflector and they are rare. They're only 1%. Mm -hmm. And they're much more here to help show and reflect the community and, and who we are and our being. And it's a very unique uh, category. So those are the five generating manif- uh, generators, manifesting generators, 
manifestors, projectors, and reflectors. Thank you for going over those five different types. I don't think I had known about the reflector, but I believe that I'm a projector. I don't know if you were going to disclose that, validate that I am a projector and maybe what that means in my decision-making process and just showing up to the world. I would love to give you a little information about that. And yes, you are a projector. Um, And I I love on these kind of conversations to do what I call a little mini reading or hot seat, because I think that kind of helps the listeners to understand um, hearing some information and your response or your um, kind of uh, feedback of, of that and how it fits for you. So what I would say, first of all, as a projector, again, you're here to share wisdom and give guidance. And that's why I think you have this podcast Mm -hmm. here to help people um, see things. But one of the things that's important for your type is that you be invited, recognized and invited. Oftentimes a projector might feel misunderstood or not recognized. If they're just let's say in a group and starting to share all that wisdom, sometimes people will, will actually get annoyed a bit. They're not really understanding why is that wisdom coming out and um, projectors though, when they're invited, when I, for example, I reached out to you and said, Oh, if you're looking for guests, would you like to have a conversation about human design? And you're like, sure. So now suddenly that invitation um, led to us talking and, and um, I would love to hear your, for example, wisdom and insight on, on that projector invitation. Does that feel like for you that um, that helps you in life? Well, I've been trying to understand this more about how it's a character or I don't know what the right word is, but being a projector, we wait until we're invited. And sometimes, is that right? We wait for an invitation almost. And so personally, I'm doing my best to find that balance of not necessarily needing the invitation, but still that's my natural tendency. So yes, I feel like I need that invitation or almost like I need to ask permission, which I don't need to ask permission, but it's my innate being to kind of stand back and be the observer and then wait for the, the gateway to share my wisdom, to share the opportunities I have to guide people. Does that make sense to you? I love that description. Um, what you said in terms of being the observer, first of all, projectors, again, have um, sort of a higher view of things. Um, and are here to share that. And they're here to share that with the right people who want Mm -hmm. to hear that, for example. So when you're invited, when you have that gateway, like you said, that opportunity to share, um, you feel more, not only more recognized, but the person receiving the information is clearly hearing you. And there's Mm -hmm. this like symbiotic relationship of that energy. Mm -hmm. And then your is insights and wisdom are really, um, have a fulfilled purpose, so to speak. Um, and like I said, having a podcast is one way I feel like to do that for a projector. Mm -hmm. Um, and in your, your case, you know, having sharing 
um, people who have um, like the information about human design and sharing your wisdom and insight with it, I think really is going to help your listeners. So they're here to, to hear that and to listen to that and you feel validated. And then suddenly like that energy just flows versus if you were trying to force or push, not necessarily ask for permission, but force that information to people who aren't ready for it. And then it feels sort of, you might feel um, some bitterness around that. Like, what the heck? Why aren't they listening? And that's what usually is um, a theme of a projector. If they don't feel heard or recognized, they feel bitter. Mm, Yeah, it makes sense really too that I'm here to help guide women to get over the fear of being seen and heard because and how to find that alignment of people do want to see and hear you, but it's finding the right people at the right time and the right moment and understanding your human design can help how it's helped me and can help the listeners uh, find those opportunities. Yeah. And the theme or the types, I'm sorry, that we're talking about the one of the five is just the starting point. There's a lot more information that helps you understand who you are and how to do things. But I will say even other types, they can be here to help coach women and to share information. Um, Part of my design is what's called um, a connector, an -hmm. opportunist, somebody who's here to build a network and share resources. So we do it in different ways, but it's how we do it and Mm -hmm. the method. And what I found is, again, that we may be overworking in how we're trying to accomplish Mm -hmm. or create success. And if we find, understand our design and find more flow, then we'll stop overworking and start overflowing. And that's something I want to move into because even as a projector, I found myself from the conditioning is overworking and then I get burnout really easily or I used to because I didn't understand that I wasn't supposed to work like these eight, 12 hour days, even though to me, I thought that was success or that it was going to get me to the end result. But I work better when I work in shorter periods of time. And that's why I've never liked the nine to five and actually never really fit that mold or had a nine to five because it just didn't feel an alignment for me. Yes. And I I mentioned generators have this like sustainable workforce. Like if we're, you know, feeling rested and healthy, we can work nine to five or, um, longer days, as long as you're doing your self-care, but for projectors, they can easily burn out. They just don't have that sacral energy. That's what we call it in human design, that sacral energy center to churn. And I call it having, um, a smaller battery in the car. Mm. We generators have a large battery and can go for a while. And the projectors and actually manifestor and reflector types have a smaller energy um, battery. So they need to actually recharge. Um, it's helpful for them to have downtime throughout the day. So for you, I would really recommend, as you've already said, you know, having some flexibility in your schedule. Um, so you can rest perhaps, or go out, take walks, do some self-care that helps Mm. nourish you. And, um, and that way too, you're more than in alignment with your design. Even if you don't know the design specifics, you're more in alignment when you're taking that downtime, you're more in tune with your intuition and things again, start to flow and you stop overworking and start overflowing. 
So I know you've written a book about stop overworking and start overflowing. And it's 25 ways to transform your life using human design. Would you like to share a few of those tips that you have in the book? So the book is really um, a passionate project of mine because I brought together 25 different human design practitioners, each wrote a chapter. So it's kind of like a chicken soup for the soul book where you can open up to any chapter and read that author's story. It's a first person account of them discovering human design, what their ahas were, how that affected their life. And then each also give a separate tip and technique to help somebody with their energy. Maybe it's about how to take downtime. Maybe it's how to you know, clear and clear your mindset or self-limiting beliefs. So each one kind of adds their own unique tool. And that's why I say 25 ways. So what's nice is like, you can read this book. It doesn't have to be cover to cover Mm -hmm. and you also get different styles. Um, So like if you were taking yoga from different teachers, you wouldn't get the same class. So that's how I see this book, different human design experts sharing their wisdom And, um, yes, it's now available and, um, I'm just so grateful that, um, I worked with all of these, these authors together. So fascinating 25 human design experts, because I feel like sometimes it's hard to find, um, these experts. So you've collected all of them in one book. So if anyone wants to find out further about human design, that's like the go-to resource, your book. Where are people getting certified per se or coached in human design? Well, there is the initial sort of founders organization called Jovian Archive, um, where they do um, certifications. And again, it's a little bit like yoga. So we know that that system was um, initially created or evolved. And now there's different people teaching and doing certifications in different ways and different styles of yoga. Um, I will mention one of my mentors is Karen Curry Parker, and she wrote a forward in the book. Um, I'm so grateful. And she has an amazing, um, school, I would say, or, um, organization. She studied with the founder and hers is focused on quantum alignment. So Mm -hmm. she's taken, um, the initial teachings of human design and kind of, um, shifted it to some different languaging, um, and added in sort of techniques for energy clearing, like tapping. And so she does, she does certifications. There's a lot of practitioners. I think what's interesting is like you, I initially didn't really know a lot of people um, teaching human design, maybe some of the big names, but when I started hashtagging um, human design, searching for that hashtag on social media, I started to find different practitioners and I probably spoke to about a hundred. Um, so they're out there and I think just maybe putting out the intention and then meeting, seeing different people's, uh, social media posts and their styles, you'll eventually find someone I think that resonates with you and definitely explore. That's what I would recommend. Right. It's the reticular activation system at work. Once you start hearing about human design, you're going to see it pop up everywhere. I feel like, and that's why I love the podcast because some people haven't learned about human design and then other people have, but they want to further explore. So how could they further explore with you? 
so I mentioned the book and I would love for folks to pick up a copy because again, it's not a technical discussion of human design, but more storytelling and inspiring. Um, so that's available um, I, on Amazon. And again, it's stop overworking and start overflowing. And my um, name on the book is Christy H. Sullivan. And I also have a website, christyhsullivan.com. I'm on Instagram as Christy H. Sullivan. And I also have a Facebook group. Um, if you go to facebook.com slash groups slash Christy H. Sullivan, you can go to my free group. And I just post there things about self-care and energy alignment and human design and different podcasts that I'm on like this one. Um, you can go there and join that group for free as well. Amazing resources. A few last questions because I still want to learn more. What is your definition of really a flow? Mm, that's a good one. I love that that question. My definition of flow right now is being in an energy that feels easy, that feels right, and that feels good. It's also doing things that let you up and that help you experience life in a way that feels more positive and less of a struggle. Mm -hmm. um, and so flow is really just also not necessarily having an expectation of what's happening in life, but al allowing yourself to know that the right things are coming to you at the right times. And again, that energy alignment is really important for that to happen. That allowing peace is so important. And so many people are just struggling right now. It's my mission to make business fun and easy because as an entrepreneur, there's too many struggling entrepreneurs out there or people in transition or questioning if they're on the right career path. When you can just make it fun and let go of the struggle is when I believe you get more into flow. Definitely. And another question for you, what is your definition of happiness? It might tie into the flow definition too. Mm. And I think it's different for everyone. I think of happiness as something that um, can stem from what I say, self-care. Mm. And again, that's different for everyone. For me, it's connecting to nature. It's connecting to other people that are positive and looking to, um, to discover their, you know, their soul and their spirit. Um, it's, it's traveling and seeing places. And, and for me, th that's just nurturing to me as well. So my happiness comes from those experiences and something in me that just lights up when I'm, I'm plugging into those things. So it's different for different people. It could be your pets, it could be your kids and, um, but it does come from the inside. So as we work on ourselves and uh, work on our own well-being, I think that happiness is coming from the inside out. And what better way than finding out and discovering more about your human design? Because my biggest takeaway is that it's really deep inner work that you uncover. And it's not just like one assessment. There's layers and layers that you can continue to discover with this method of human design. Yes, Correct. it, it is, it, it can be a little complex and, and maybe comp, um, complicated, but there's lots of ways to be guided and resources for people to use to, 
to take that. I also have a container as a support group for those who have done a reading with me so that we can continue to talk about human design mm. and, and help people understand it um, on a monthly basis. Um, so that's, that's another way I also support. Amazing. So one last final question, where do you see human design in the next five, 10, 20 years, or even your own vision with human design? Mm, that's a great question. I haven't had these before, so I love that you're asking. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit like yoga where people mm. are going to hear more about it, want to know more. They're going to be talking about it more. Um, I also think that the system is also evolving. So, so the teachers in my book and um, some of the others that I mentioned, they're here to help support the changes that are happening, that we see the evolution that's happening. So I think human design is here to, again, help people with their transformation, with the evolution in a way that's supporting, nurturing, mm -hmm. and can help us when we feel that things are in struggle, like the last year and a half that we've had, or we feel like what the heck is going on and we don't even know how to navigate this can be a tool that can help us with getting through to the other side. Thank you so much for sharing your passion and this tool that is helping transform lives. It's been such a pleasure connecting with you, Christy. Thank you. And I'm so grateful that you have this podcast and community and doing the work that you're doing. And it's been a real pleasure also to talk with you. And all your books and your website will all be listed in the show notes. So I look forward to connecting with you further and having the audience follow you as well. Great. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening and investing your time with me because I believe we are all here to learn, grow and evolve effortlessly into the future. If you enjoyed what was shared today, I encourage you to subscribe rate, review, and share because together we can do so much more. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Carrie Faith on Purpose to find out more opportunities to uncover your deepest why.